to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Saddle up, partner. Riding it on in. Yep. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Well, my little coconut shells. This Here slow he goes. Down. It's a little, <laughs> little slow this morning. Yeah, and today is not the day you want to be slow for no, the Dr. Pat not show. At all. No, no. This is busting out. We busting out. We've got a great show for you today. And uh, I think that many of you have heard me talk about the book Invisible No More. Uh, certainly, if you've listened to this show, then you've heard me talk about that. Invisible No More The Secret Lives of Women Over 50. Uh, this book was written by three amazing women. And what I want to say is that. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but I know that there is a consciousness in the world around turning 50. And there is a, a an unconsciousness in the world when women turn 50. And that's why this book is so important. Really, we're here today uh, and we're launching a fabulous show with three women that you're going to be hearing a lot about. Renee Fisher, Joyce Kramer, and Jean Pelin. And I I hope I'm getting those pronounced right. Did I get those pronounced right? Well enough. Good job. Gene, Gene did I murder your name? It's Palin, but don't there worry about go. it. I just married it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you a little bit of information around uh, about these women so that you all know. Uh, and for those of you that are just tuning in and thinking, what is this? They're doing like horse trotting on this show. This is the Dr. Pat show. It is talk radio to thrive by, not survive, not be like laying back, sitting on the couch, you know, wondering how crusty you're getting. And it is still the home of crust busting. But it's about thriving. It really is about taking a look at what's in front of you and asking yourself the question, am I living life full out? Am I daring to be all I can be? And what I want to say about the three women that are joining the show today is they've contemplated that question and have created a resounding response to it, and the book is Invisible No More. So Renee Fisher is a native of Philadelphia, and, they, and, and, and she's been living in uh, northern Virginia since 1973. Now, I'm going to give you some information uh, around each of these uh, wonderful people. And then you're going to hear a lot more because it's hard to really describe in these short descriptions the power of these three women and what it means to come together. Uh, since 1979, Renee has been a realtor and uh, has been the top producer of Northern Virginia Association of Realtors. That is a big, big, big shoe. That's a big shoe to step into. She's been writing fiction and poetry since childhood. Her first novel, uh, King of the Gypsies, was published through iUniverse in 2001. She's had numerous short stories appealing, uh, appearing in Kingfisher, Metropolitan, Metropolitan, and various other magazines. And what I want to say is that uh, Renee and a friend started a highly successful speed dating company, Brief Encounters. Now... We're, we're just going to go through a little bit of this, and you're going to hear why this show is important for any of you that have even thought about what it was like to turn 50 or are contemplating it. Joyce Kramer, as a matter of fact, uh, taught English in inner-city Baltimore. 
uh, Maryland for 25 years. She's also community and union activist. My dad would be very, very thrilled to be talking with you. <laughs> she retired from the classroom in 1988, became director of volunteer services and later development director for the first major community-based HIV AIDS organization in Maryland. <laughs> you betcha, baby. Now, in the mid-50s, Joyce moved to D.C. She serves as a development director at the National Association of People with AIDS in Washington, D.C. And we're going to hear more about this. Married and now living in, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. Jean Palin. Did I get it, Jean? You got it. Oh, baby, look at this. Civil rights lawyer manager at the U.S. Department of Education for 20 years. In 1997, she was appointed to be chief of staff of the International Broadcasting Bureau, the organization that oversees and supports all U.S. international broadcasting. That's like what we do right here. Yep. She is the author of Federal Policy Documents on the Rights, rights of Girls in Sports. This is kind of interesting as well. Now, Jean mm -hmm. also lives in Alexandria. Is this right? Yes. So you're all really living close together at this point. But you're yes, retired yes. now, Jean, right? And now well, retired from being a civil rights attorney. Exactly. Uh, but you are very, very active in, in things going on in the D.C. area and produced women of a certain age workshops advocating the power and possibility of women over 50. Mm -hmm. And you also have web, uh, a web radio show as well. I did. Yep. So it just went bankrupt, unfortunately. And it's called Women of a Certain Age for yes. Startup Internet Radio Station. You know, yes. all of this has to do with the journey. And I want to thank Renee, Joyce, and Jean. I want to thank the three of you for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you. We are thrilled to be here. We are, we are thrilled. All right. So here's the question that I ask everyone, everyone that I've ever pretty much interviewed. Uh, maybe one or two that I've kind of skipped over, and, uh, and, and I want to just ask you the question because it comes from uh, one of our listeners. And here you are. I've just read your bios, and you are absolutely women, women knocking down barriers and accomplishing lots. And so in your journey, in your travel, what are some of the obstacles, what are some of the challenges that each of you have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Um, this is Jean, and if I talk too much, you just have to tell me to be quiet and let somebody else in. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Jean, and, you know, the, the obstacles, forgetting for a moment all the societal obstacles about uh, women and women in employment and women in pay and all those kind of single mother trying to make it, forgetting all of those things. I think for me, uh, the biggest obstacle I had to deal with was fear. Simply fear of stepping out into territory where there was no evidence that I could succeed. That's the biggest hurdle to, to get over in my life. That's huge. I mean, it's it's huge. And then lo looking at your accomplishments, uh, the question then comes up, how did you get past that? But I'm going to hold that question, and we're going to get to that in the next segment. Because here you are, the three of you, on the radio, and you're reaching uh, thousands and thousands of people right now, live, and many more that will listen to the archive. 
Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you, Jean. How about you, Joyce? Oh, I was going to say, this is Joyce. Um, I, I was going to say, it, mine is almost identical to Jean's. I think it's the fear and then being willing to risk failing um, because there is no evidence that when, you know, we're sort of stepping out into the gap, trying things that we've never tried before with no evidence, um, you've got to be willing to risk. So it's getting over uh, just facing the fears, acknowledging them. They don't go away. I still have a lot of the same fears, but they don't stop me from doing what I want to do. Okay, so so we've got a... a uh, you know, fear that comes up in everyone's lives. And, and mm-hmm. what you're talking about right here is that, you know, here it is, and obviously you've moved by. So I could see t- the theme of today's show is going in the direction of how mm-hmm. do we move beyond these fears. How about you, Renee? Yeah, absolutely. It's another version of fear. Um, I had operated for so long within the confines of a marriage and being Mrs. Somebody that even though I was accomplishing a lot, it was always within that sort of a security blanket that ultimately I was not the person making the decisions. And for me, it was very much taking control of my life with nobody else out there but me. And I got to own my decisions even if they were decisions that led to a temporary failure. And that was huge. And I love what you said, a temporary failure. Because, temporary failure, right. Yes. The, the key word there is temporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I mean, here yes. you are, and, and let's just take a look at this. For those of you tuning in, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. And I am here with uh, three authors, three amazing women, uh, authors of the book Invisible No More, The Secret Lives of Women Over 50, Joyce Kramer, Renee Fisher, and Jean P- Palin. And... We're talking about really stepping out. We're really talking about getting rid of this idea that when you hit the age of 50, your life is over. Isn't that what the three of you are talking about here is really shattering that myth? Oh, absolutely. This is Jean. Um, That is, you put your finger exactly on it. The myth that your life is over is not only a myth, it's simply untrue. What we discovered is that... You know, even though things were falling down, falling off, sagging, dragging, bagging on our bodies, (laughs) what we discovered is that this is the freest time of our lives, that this is the most exciting because we can choose what, how we want to live for the next 30, 40 years. And that's unbeatable. That is unbeatable and inspirational. It's inspirational. You know, what do you say, uh, Joyce, what do you say to people that would walk up to you and say, what the heck are you doing writing a book about women over 50? Who the <laughs> heck that. cares? <laughs> I know. You know what? They said that. Well, we say we wrote it to inspire other women to see possibilities in their lives. We were, um, when we started Talking about writing the book, I think one of the most amazing things that we all acknowledge is our lives are pretty extraordinary. Mm. That we have opportunities we've never had before, and we're more willing to take the risks and face our fears and get out there and do things that we may have wished 
that we could have done when we were younger. Well, let's hold that thought because, you know, we're going to turn wishes into reality right here today. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with the authors of Invisible No More. Get ready to kick it up a notch right here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Occasional indigestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Call 1-866-NO-BLOAT. That's 1-866-NO-BLOAT. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. Escape to a world of yarn and teas like no other. Village Yarn and Tea in Shoreline invites you to their haven of creativity and relaxation. Come see the luscious cotton, wool, blended yarns and teas from around the world. Just starting out and need lessons or need accessories for the complete knitting project? Then make Village Yarn and Tea your destination. For more information, see us online at villageyarnandtea.com. Escape to a world of yarn and teas. Village Yarn and Tea on Ballinger Way in Shoreline, a place to sip and knit. We all have them. Traits in us that make us special, unique. Characteristics that drive us. Some drive in third. Some are in overdrive. Some are in neutral. And others are in reverse. What makes us tick? Why do we do the things we do? Do we change the way we behave? Can we? How? Yes, yes you can. First, we have to embrace who you are and then enhance that in which we see. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACEs. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute. Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. If you want to smooth shift into the right year, call us toll-free 1-866-461-6463. That's 1-866-461-6463. The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. Want to get out of the rat race and stay out? Let Mary Hendrickson, cash flow specialist from First Horizon Home Loans, show you how. Mary takes 27 years of successful banking and brokering and turns them into stepping stones that pave the way to your financial independence. All loans closed for Dr. Pat Show listeners receive a $300 reduction in closing costs. Call Mary today at 425-576-2249 and begin your path to financial freedom. That's 425-576. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, hitting 50 is a time many women dread. 
really don't look forward to. Um, you know, we have language like over the hill, uh, eating a certain age of their lives means you get the wrinkles, the gray hair, and, you know, quote those senior moments. And I want to say that for three very, very brave women and the three women that are joining me today, Joyce Kramer, Renee Fisher, and Jean Palin, we are here to say that life began at 50 years of age when they made a decision to be honest about themselves and then to take their very powerful message out into the world. So the book, Invisible No More, is a book, a compilation of their individual stories, what life is like for them now, what life was like, and, you know, what fears, as we talked about in the first segment, what fears they had to move beyond. Now, let me ask you this question so people understand uh, what your relationship is. Uh, you, I think it's important for folks to know that three women came together in a collaborative effort and put this book together. Three women that met uh, as friends. And so how did the idea of the book come about and uh, how did that you know, come out of your friendship? Renee, you want to take that? I will, but I was about to say, Jean, you might want to take it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> really. I'm, but that's fine. We were, we were at the beach together for the weekend, doing all of the things that friends do at the beach, most of which involves eating. <laughs> and we were having a great time. And then at some point, Jean said, you know, we should really write a book. We talk so much about what this age is like. We complain so much. We laugh so much. Let's write a book. Needless to say, Joyce and I did not have a real positive reaction to that because we were both self-employed, working sometimes 20 hours a day into this, into that. We simply felt like we had no time. But Jean persisted, and we agreed to meet at her house after we got back from the beach. And when we did, she had gathered all of these books together about women over the age of 50. And I looked at them, and I'll tell you, there was not one book there that spoke to me. Not one book. And I said, okay, this is it. If I have to write it myself, I'm going to write a book that speaks to me and is real and talks about my life over the age of 50. And I know Joyce felt the same way, and we started writing. I did. This is Joyce. A lot of the books were about menopause, which we weren't interested in. Most of us were past that, and it's sort of a blip on the screen. And um, there were psychological-type books. So we decided we were our book would speak about our own personal experiences because we certainly weren't women to give advice to anybody else as we right. sort of muddle our way through some of this. But um, we wanted something that was real and honest. Right. And this is Jean. So we thought about what topics did we find coming into our conversation virtually every day. And they, we started a list, and it just kept going. I mean, it was weight. It was memory. It was sex. It was dating and mating. It was losing our mothers. It was our deepening spiritual life, um, a physical surprises, physical changes to our bodies, the list just popped out. There was, you know, it was very, very clear what we needed to write about. Well, and we thought we were going to write a comedy. 
the minute we started did, writing, did, however, you really the journey did? turned inward. Yes. Oh, so, you know, was the idea, you know, because you started looking at this from uh, uh, a, a funny point of view? Yeah. Oh, we laughed hysterically all the time when we got together. Renee can do a whole stand-up routine on her <laughs> latest wrinkle. But, um, <laughs> but there you that on, on this project. <laughs> but but uh, the other thing that we talked about was, why didn't anybody tell us what to expect? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the things really were surprises to us. Our mothers had certainly not prepared us. They didn't talk about these things. And a lot of the books that we were seeing weren't talking about them. Right. Well, you know, it's hard to talk about them when you're invisible. <laughs> That's right. It's true. Right? You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, oh, you're yes. like having a conversation with yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, that, that invisible no more came from the many women we talked to while we were in the writing process. Because we always sort of wanted to beta test that we... We're not so weird that we wouldn't connect with other women out there. Um, and what we kept hearing from women over 50 was that they felt invisible, that something happened. One morning they woke up and um, um, waiters in restaurants didn't see them anymore and store clerks looked right through them. And certainly men on the street no longer did that last-minute double-take. Um, that's what we kept hearing about the invisibility. And one of the things we realized that, hey, if we're going to be invisible, fine, we'll fly under the radar and do exactly what we want to do with our lives. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, all of this, you come right out of the gate and you don't really waste not a nanosecond in the book. You come right out after you comment about age like we're doing right now. You come right to the chapter, which I believe is perhaps one of the most dreaded conversations <laughs> that could possibly happen for some women. And it, we start to talk about our bodies, accepting yeah. our bodies. So yeah. you come right out of the gate with the conversation but the conversation is done in a very kind and a very loving way because each of you weighs in as i should say you talk about your own personal journey the yes. comments mm -hmm. you don't look your age you know the 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 idea for me you know what was a turning point for me you what? know you know like we're talking about how do you know when you kind of like have gone gone past 50 Mm -hmm. When the people in the store that are bagging your groceries mm -hmm. call you ma'am. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I'm getting a Do lot you of think? that lately. Do you think? And the first time the first time it happens, you turn around because you're sure there must be an old lady behind you. <laughs> well, you know, for, yeah, if you hear it at all until they're starting to follow you out to the car. Right. Then you right. realize it's you. It's right. you that right. they've called, ma'am. But all of that then gets processed within. I mean, this is what we're talking about. You take a look at that and you say, oh, oh, no. Right. Oh, what has happened to me? Right. And then, right. Oh, right? And then you start to reflect. So in the journey, you know, when you decided to write this book and you come out of the gate and you're talking about accepting our, our you know, our bodies, is this because you feel that this is probably the greatest hurdle for, for women in reaching, you know, 50 and beyond? Gosh, you know, on many of these questions, Pat, if you asked the three of us, you'd probably get three totally different... I'd love to hear that. Mm -hmm. opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, 
for, for me, I do think it's the greatest hurdle, and it's because of the, the emphasis in this society on being young. It's because of the um, acceptability for men to get more, more and more distinguished as they get older and women to, quote, fall apart as they get older. That all of that is internalized, I think, in every one of us. So that when things start happening, when, you know, my breast started sagging and other parts that I don't even want to talk about started sagging, um, I thought, oh, something's, quote, wrong with me. And it's, that's the biggest hurdle for me that I had to get over. Yeah, something's wrong with you. You either can't, you know, perform mentally as well. Right. Uh, you know, maybe I have to find a new designer. You know, who knows? Right. Right. What was that like? Was that for you, Renee? I think a lot of women, like a lot of women, I was concerned with how I looked and how old I looked. And I began to realize at some point that I was, whenever people would say to me, you look younger. You look so much younger than your age. It was a validation for me. And I began to crave that and savor, you know, I remembered all the stories and I would tell people the stories. And that was where one day I woke up and I said, what am I doing? What am I doing here? I am trying to be somebody other than who I am. How much more powerful would it be to be exactly who I am? Oh, that's a that's and a to be representative question. of my age and not of somebody else's age. Mm -hmm. But I still see people doing that. Well, we I see women going to great pains to explain to me that they look younger than their age. Right. So, and I say, well, you know, that's like saying, "But I'm really a man." <laughs> or I'm really tall, or I'm really, you know, it's being something other than what you are. Well, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's 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 pretty much standing up and saying you are something other than you are. And so your book and the journey that you're inviting each of us to to take is one where we embrace exactly who we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I'd like to do is we're going to get ready for a, a short break, and what I would like to do is open up the phone lines. And offer our listeners uh, to the first uh, two listeners that come on. Uh, what do you say we give them a book? How exciting. That'd yeah. be great. Great idea. Mm -hmm. So the first two callers with a question or comment, uh, we'd like to bring you on and uh, give you a copy of the book, Invisible No More. Let's give out that number, Mr. B. Sounds good there, Dr. Pat. 1-800-930-2819. Say it a little slower for everyone, too. 1-800-930-2819. Question or comment, and uh, we'd like to connect you with Renee, Joyce, and Jean. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Days when the rains came. Imagine.
imagine spending time meeting like-minded people, sharing a scrumptious meal, and uplifting and nurturing your soul with messages by the best speakers and musicians around. Lunch for Your Soul is a delicious, sweet gathering of people committed to living more consciously and bringing joy to their work. Join Lunch for Your Soul the third Thursday of each month. For more information, visit their website, thebroadview.com. That's thebroadview.com. How healthy is your beauty salon? Mode Organic Salon is Seattle's premier organic beauty salon. Our trained professionals specialize in providing organic and natural hair, skin, nail, and cosmetic services customized to your specific attributes and lifestyle. Visit modeorganic.com or call 206-623-0195 to schedule. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and get 15% off your first service. For beauty that's more than skin deep, visit Mode Organic Salon. Okay, everyone, listen up. Dr. Pat brings you her favorite organic wines from the Organic Wine Company, direct to you for this limited-time special offer. Would you like to enjoy the luscious taste of natural grapes grown with love for the land and tantalizing your taste buds at the same time? Well, Dr. Pat has selected three of her favorite wines for only $49, a 40% savings. Visit www.thedrpatshow.com and click on Dr. Pat's Picks for this special offer. Or you can call one 888 326-9463. Introducing a fantastic new breakthrough in oral detoxification from natural cellular defense. It safely removes poisons and heavy metal toxins from the body that may be the cause of many chronic illnesses. It's safe enough for a baby. Presented by CopiousHealth.com. Come to a free seminar at Kirkland Holistic Center Tuesday, August 15th at 7 p.m. to learn more. Or visit CopiousHealth.com. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Looking for love in all the wrong places? Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to find out how you can come home to the love within your own body. Sabina Granke Taft of Radiant Embodiment can help you relax into the pleasure of your feminine side. Experience her bodywork approach to healing and wholeness in Bellevue, October 6th to 8th. Visit RadiantEmbodiment.com to sign up and smile. That's If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, you want to take the worry out of it and work with a professional from REMAX Champions. After all, REMAX sells more real estate than any other. Serving all of Western Washington, REMAX Champions alone sold over $100 million this past year. Call Dennis Sikowski at 888-62-DREAM. That's 888-62-DREAM for a friendly, candid, and professional conversation about your real estate needs. Forget their space and come check out our space on the web, 1150kknw.com, and find out about Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. With you, a bright girl. Love that. I'm your brown-eyed girl, don't you think? Yes, ma'am. Check them out. Can you see them? They're behind the glasses, and go. yes, there they are. Mm-hmm. Sticking right at you. Beautiful brown baby, baby bags. Got, got a little eyes. Got, you, got a little tan today. Yeah, you did. I know. 
Thank you all for listening to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By right here, coming live right at you. Uh, we are uh, with three amazing women, and I mentioned before the authors of the book Invisible No More, Renee Fisher, Joyce Kramer, and Jean Palin. And we are offering our callers um, a copy of the book. We've got one caller we're going to bring up on the line right now, but if you'd like to be the second caller, we've got two books, and we want to make sure we get them to you. The number is 1-800-930-2819 for the Dr. Pat Show, 1-800-930-2819. And that is toll-free in the United States here. So let's go to the phone, Benny. Sure. Let's see who we have. Let's bring on Sandra from Seattle. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and hello. Hello. Um, I want to... Hi. Um, I wanted to make a comment. I'm in my mid-40s, and I went to a birthday party yesterday with my better half. And we're, um, in both of us are in our 40s, and the birthday girl was 23. And we were, of course, talking about age. And uh, everybody was guessing everybody else's age. And uh, there was a woman there who was 32, and she did not hesitate to say her age, but when I made the comment, oh, you do not look like it, which was an honest comment, she beamed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I'm playing into this matrix. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, of yeah, saying absolutely. That the we were you very look, surprised. the more value you have. And yeah. another comment was, is there was a real, there's a man there that ha- I had previously met, and um, we were talking the first at the first meeting about age, and I was shocked to find out he was 27 at the time because he had looked so much younger. And when I was get, you know, he asked me, well, how old do you think I am? And I increased his age because I did not want to insult him. Right. And when <laughs> people were guessing his age, he was 28, I think, at the, yesterday. And when they were guessing his age, he almost looked insulted because a lot of people were putting it between 21, 23. And I just, you know, I really took that in and just thought, we have to erase this double standard. Yes. And I don't know if it's ever going to be done. I want to tell you, I'm laughing as you're telling this story because now (laughs) everybody looks like they're 12. (laughs) I'm really bad at guessing ages. I, I'm really being corrected in, in, in the book when you thinking, talk about there, how no way age changes its meaning young. for women. Here, hold on one minute. Sandra, say that again. Do you have a question? No, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear her speaking, so I'll, I'll be quiet as she responds. Okay, here we go. Who was that? Was that Jean or Joyce? Uh, well, uh, when I said I, I can't tell anybody's age anymore, everybody looks like they're 12 to me. <laughs> Seems to be a factor yeah, of aging. Well, how do you this respond? Jean um, was referring to uh, something I had written in the book about um, when we start our lives. You know, when women start their lives, as we age, we have this is from childhood. Let's say and we go through puberty. Um, we begin to become sexual beings. We discover power we've never had before, and each age really creates more and more power until we get to a certain point where aging is does not work in our favor. Mm-hmm. Once we have assumed the bodies of women, from that point on, there's a deterioration in our power. And 
you're right about the double standard because with men that does not happen. Men continue as they age to become more highly sought after sexual beings, especially since, in my opinion, a lot of men carry their sexual power in their wallets. So the more successful they are in the world out there, it simply doesn't matter that the bodies are not the same, they've lost their hair, they have the double chin, whatever. That's not what women are responding to. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it, this starts very early when you, when you talk about this woman at the age of, you know, 32. This starts early. Well, you know, I can see where women, by the time they're in their 20s, their early 20s, they've achieved what they think there is to achieve mm. physically. Oh. And it's downhill from there for them. Mm. And that shows up, though, in their lives if we do not make an attempt here to really shatter that myth. Yes. I mean, you know, that's what this show is about. Sandra, thank you so much uh, for calling in. Thank you. Would you stay well, on the thank line? thank you for... Yes, thank you. Well, thank you. And, you know, I want to make sure we have all your questions uh, answered. So uh, did we get them all covered? I've already got her on hold, so let's shoot, just run off to the next call. All right, thank okay, you. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's go off to Catherine from Redmond. Catherine, welcome to the show. Let me introduce you to Renee, Joyce, and Jean. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi. 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 I can barely, barely hear all of you, but I will say what I have to say. First of all, thank you for doing this. I have been saying, I am just a little over 60, I've been saying for years, to everybody, I feel invisible. I know I'm invisible, and no one got it. You uh, you have validated my feelings, my mm. my per perception, and I knew it was true. But yet there was just that little bit of self doubt that goes away when somebody validates you. And here's here's the thing, though. I am. I know there's a part of me. There's that little voice that says. You need to accept who you are, and I, I have not been able to do it. I am in such grief about all of this, about men not looking at me anymore, and it makes me realize that I spent my whole life, um, that's what gave me life, was that I was attractive and that men looked at me, and so now I'm, I'm realizing, um, gee, <laughs> how valuable was that, and I, I just don't know how to... Get over the grief so that I can appreciate being free from the that strong, powerful, hormonal thing that seems to run our lives. Mm. And I'm so free of that, and I have so much to be thankful for. Wisdom, people ask me for advice. I'm calmer. I'm more peaceful. I'm more creative. Yet... The grief is so great. How did you get over that? Thank you. Thank you so much. Great question. How did you get over that? How did the three of you get over that? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one um, because I think somewhere, you know, that resides still in, in each of us. The, for me, this is Jean, for me, getting over it was a matter of choice about how do I want to live my life. And I think really what happened for me is that I replaced the passion that we connect with romantic involvements, with being attractive, with having, you know, men attracted to me. 
I, re- I simply replace that passion with other passions that are in my life, passion for justice, passion for um, being real in the world, passion for giving to my community. I think, for me, that's what happened. I think we're lucky that at 50, the journey starts going inward, I think, whether we choose for it to or not, and we can choose how we'll be. But it ain't easy. No, it's not. This is Joyce. Um, I I wrote about um, my experience in the book of coming of age. Um, It's been very different for me because I never accepted myself. I never accepted my body or the way I looked. I never saw myself as attractive. And the older I've gotten, the more attractive I feel. Um, My experience is, um, for example, I write about loving my smile now, my face. Um, Iliad has wrinkles and I am aging. And I guess my, um, I don't mourn so much or grieve so much for, uh, you know, losing my looks or whatever it was before this. It's, um, I grieve that I didn't accept myself at a younger age. Mm. I wish that I could have been as comfortable with myself as I am now. Mm. But there is a grieving process, and I I want to thank you for this question, because I think some of what goes on with this is that we do not stop to accept the fact that this is an aspect of change Mm -hmm. and to really figure out what the heck we are grieving. Are we Mm -hmm. grieving a life that we thought we should have lived? You know, as as you mentioned in calling in, you you know, you're really clear about some of the things that are surfacing for you. But because we're invisible, there is no place to take the conversation until now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. there's a place to take the conversation. Yeah. Um, and well, thank you. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for sharing Thanks. that. You know, did you have another comment or, or question? Well. I was just going to say that I have my I sense that when we work through this those of us who have to work through this I think there are people who accept it just absolutely as uh, you know as the sun is out or it's raining you know they just accept it so easily but I have the sense that I'll be very rich inside of myself once I get through this if I yes. can get through this mm-hmm. now I know that I will Absolutely. Um, I think that it is a monumental time in my life. It's more monumental than any other time of my life. Mm. That's how it feels. Oh, wow. And at this age, I've had a long life. I mean, a lot. A full life. I'll say a full life. And and so I think it's an important thing to embrace sisterhood. And um, I feel like starting a group. <laughs> Why did you hold that thought? Can- Let's... Let's hold that thought because that is so important. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with the Dr. Pat Show, Joyce Kramer, Renee Fisher, Gene Pellin, Invisible No More. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Why do people travel across the globe to see Dr. Nusheen Darvish at the Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue? Is it her specialization in women's health, allergies, and chronic illness? Is it because she founded a uniquely comprehensive, integrative clinic for cutting-edge, non-invasive, and FDA-approved therapies that improve the health of all patients? Yes, it is. 
Find out for yourself. 425-451-0404. That's 425-451-0404. Men, we know you are dealing with unique issues. We also know the value of communicating with your peers. So the Essential Fire offers a men's open discussion group open to all men. For information, visit our website at www.theessentialfire.com. That's www.theessentialfire.com. Or call Greg Hoskins at 425-397-7559. That's 425-397-7559. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at the drpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at the drpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. Want to get out of the rat race and stay out? Let Mary Hendrickson, cash flow specialist from First Horizon Home Loans, show you how. Mary takes 27 years of successful banking and brokering and turns them into stepping stones that pave the way to your financial independence. All loans closed for Dr. Pat Show listeners receive a $300 reduction in closing costs. Call Mary today at 425-576-2249 and begin your path to financial freedom. That's 425-576-2249. You already have the tools you need to live a psychic life, but you don't know how to use them. Let noted medium John Holland show you how during his new 2006 lecture tour. Learn to awaken your psychic strengths. John will help you identify your intuitive gifts through highly interactive exercises. Plus, he will dedicate Friday evening to delivering messages to the audience. See John Holland in Seattle on September 8th through the 9th. For tickets, call 800-654-5126. That's 800-654-5126. Or visit hayhouse.com. That's H-A-Y-House.com. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Mr. Benny. Did I hear whoa or you? Whoa, 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 you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, and I'm telling you, this is the time for you to really check it out and make sure you're loving yourself. Uh, whether you are uh, a woman at 23 or a woman at 63, 73, 83, 93, it doesn't matter. Because Joyce Kramer, Renee Fisher, and Jean Palin will tell you that your birthright is to be invisible no more. That is the topic of their book, The Secret Lives of Women Over 50. Now, Let's make sure we give out the website, and uh, you all can get the book on Amazon.com. That's the easiest way to get a copy of the book. And the website is InvisibleNoMore.com. Did I get that right? They can find pretty much everything on the you website. Sure did. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about this journey for the three of you and what this has been like. 
because you know you've come to write this book here you are writing the book and in 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 the journey since it's uh, really it's uh, conception you have come across trials tribulations numerous things and the volumes, the chapters really speak to your journey. So I think what I, what I really want the listeners to know, I really want them to know is, you know, the, there is a certain way that this book is written. And the voice of each of you is really clear in each chapter. So we get a perspective from each of you. But at the same time, you're sharing some very, very personal information. What was this like? for each of you sharing this personal information and what was it like then to see it in writing yeah this is Jean. i i will tell you that it was you know to quote dickens the best of times and the worst of times when we were in the writing process of this book because we were writing our lives and because we would get together once a week and read what we had written to each other um, we learned a new form of friendship <laughs> which was standing for each other, meaning, for instance, I might write in the chapter on our mothers, I wrote a nice little tale about how my mother and I just got along fine and blah, 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 and I was all sweet and I was teary-eyed when I finished, and either Renee or Joyce, I blanked it out, said, gee, Jean, didn't you say you stopped talking to your mother for a year or two, once <laughs> or twice? And I said, oh, yeah. And they said, well, then you might want to dig a little deeper. <laughs> so we stood for each other to tell the truth about our lives. And as it turns out, that's what's touching people, that we do tell the truth. That is what's touched. That is what touched me when I read the book. And to really hear it in each of your voices, because each of you... Uh, he, uh, let me just say this, and I've said this to Renee, and that is by the time I finished the book, I had a sense that I really had an, a closeness to each of you. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, uh, and you don't get that from, from books that you read generally, but you each invite us on a journey. And you yes. take us from, as I said, anything from sex to spirituality, you're taking us there. Yes, uh, that was exactly our intention. And you do it. So, you know, as you've gone through this, uh, what were some of the joyful times and what was some of the most painful times in writing this? For me, um, Mrs. Joyce, um, one of the most painful times was writing about my mother. Um, she died while we were writing the book. Mm. I still sometimes can't talk about it very well, but I did pour my heart into the chapter on my mother um and Jean, Jean, all of us had you know life just kept going on while we were writing um the the thing i i found um sometimes uh it was painful almost to be honest and um yet now that the book is out um, now that I'm over my initial horror that all of my friends and family were going to read this book, um, I feel really free. I feel like I have no secrets anymore. This is me. What you see is what you get. Mm. Kind of thing. It's a, it's a very freeing experience. Mm. Jean, how about you? Yeah, that's that's me too. Renee, did you want to add something here? Yeah. Um, 
something that was difficult for me personally in writing the book was that I, in my mind, um, was looking at my life compared to Joyce and Jean. Ah. And I kept saying, well, uh, I haven't had, as you know, the events have not been as dramatic. <gasps> the events, um, they sound so trite, some of them, even though they affected me a lot. Um, you know, sort of setting this uh, artificial standard for what is worthy of putting, you know, go, putting out to people. And honestly, it was not until I started getting feedback from women. I think we used to have an ongoing joke. What was that? I don't remember, Jean. What was it? I used to say, I'm the ordinary person or, <laughs> I'm, you know, mine is ordinary. I'm the save the world person. Joyce is the heart. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm just there, you know. Oh. And, and it wasn't until the book came out that people would say to me, you know, you, what you wrote changed my life. And, oh, oh my, because I really, I get it now. Life is filled with all kinds of things, and maybe I am looking at it a certain way just because it's my life, and it seems ordinary, but to other people, it's very significant. It is very and significant. It is very significant. And, you know, what you've done, uh, Renee, and, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What you all have done is created an opening for women to come to the table and really leave their shame behind. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What, what we got in the writing of this book and what has been shared with us over and over and over by other women is that it's the secrets that kill us. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the things we hold secret and that we have shame around that give us ulcers and heart attacks yeah. and cancers and everything. The and secrets have need made, to come out. We, we have created that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have made it up that it's shameful. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, you've uh, come out of the gate and uh, really uh, come and, you know, invite us to really take a look at breast cancer. And I want to say that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about being invisible. Um, uh, there are so many events that are happening right now on cancer awareness. And yet, at the same time, there is so little we know. But you really share what uh, your realities, as you would say, of breast cancer are. Who would like to to talk a little bit about this? Uh, It's a much-needed conversation to have, and it scares women to death. Right. Um, Well, it's a very scary topic. Um, This is Joyce. Um, I I was the one of the three of us who's experienced it firsthand, but... um, Jean has had it in her family, her sisters and her daughter, and Renee's best friend died um, with breast cancer right before she turned 50. So um, all of our lives are being touched by it. Um, you too, Jean. Yeah, they, um, become an activist. Yes, that's right. Um, my reaction to um, what others consider tragic events is to get active. That's been my reaction all my life. So Me too. As, yeah, <laughs> as we were writing the book, my two sisters got breast cancer, 10 months apart, my only two sisters. Before that, I had no inkling about breast cancer. I had no, frankly, no interest in it. And as cold as that sounds, 
Joyce had had breast cancer before I knew her. I never knew Renee's best friend who died of it, so I was sort of blasé about it. Then my two sisters were diagnosed. I had to. I immediately joined something called the Sister Study. Pat, I don't know if you're aware of it. It's an NIH-funded study enrolling 50,000 women across the country looking for the causes of breast cancer, oh. most particularly environmental causes of breast cancer. It's easy to be in. It's a longitudinal study. Um, not only am I in it, I'm a spokesperson for the study now because I'm so passionate about it. And my older daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer this past December. And my younger daughter is now also in the study and a spokesperson for the study. What, how can people find out more about that? Uh, they can I want to make sure. Sisterstudy.org. Okay, sisterstudy.org. I want to thank the three of you for joining this show today, and uh, we will make sure we bring you back. We have just started this conversation. Joyce Kramer, Renee Fisher, Jean Pellin, Invisible No More, The Secret Lives of Women Over 50, www.invisiblenomore. Check it out. Get the book. Support these three women. And remember, live life full out. I'll see you tomorrow here with Benny for Open Mic Day. Make yourselves a great week. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. And every Tuesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.